once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find us on Twitter at Horizon RT. You can find us on Facebook, actually. We're, we are on Facebook, you know, at Horizon Roundtable. We don't do anything in it, but hey, we're, we're, we're there. Stuff's there. Let's talk. We have stuff, yeah. yeah I'm cool. sure there, there are engaged people in there, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, at Horizon Roundtable over there. Um, we're at HorizonRoundtable.com. Uh, definitely That's check the best us place. out there. That's the best place. It's always the best place. Because we control it, we don't have to worry about you know. Well, the only thing we could get, you know, the only thing we have to worry about is stupid crap that I do. Uh, but HorizonRoundtable.com, you can go over there and you know, be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. Yeah, season's over. <laughs> oh my gosh, Bob! Like, I hate to say it, but this was uh, this felt long. I don't know why. I'm almost kind of sigh of relief. The season is officially really? over for the Horizon League. I am I am actually of the opposite opinion where I think the season went entirely too fast. And that's maybe because of all the outside crap I had to deal with. But yeah. That I'm, I mean, I'm kind of of the opposite opinion. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, you know, saying that I'm glad it's gone and go away, but you know, it it, it lived its life, it breathed. Circle of life. I, I often talk in my other lives about shelf life. Like, okay. The 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 2022-2023 season is complete it is now complete and now we talk now we move on to the 23 20, 24 season we do want to talk about the games that transpired uh postseason wise but first we had an announcement we have a we we had a big announcement it's time and i'm not talking about horizon roundtable announcement i'm talking about a horizon league school announcing a thing that is of great significance and doing it with a little style so far Indeed. A little pizzazz. I really do think so. And this is going to, I mean, I'll tell you, I've been saying it. It's not going to be boring. <laughs> Definitely it, not going to be boring. I, I don't know if it's going to work, but, it, but we're going to have a damn good time doing it. You're right. Absolutely. So so if you haven't figured out what we're talking about right now. Put on um, your sunglasses. <laughs> sunny glasses. Sunny love glasses. It. I love it. Sundance Wix, Sonny, a.k.a. Sonny, a.k.a. the Juice Man, he is now the head coach at Green Bay. And from what I've heard, Green Bay got their guy. That's who they wanted. I find it interesting, though, because this is a because I look at the from a monetary standpoint and just for that alone, I'm like, because they made this because Green Bay has been working on this Ignite Phoenix initiative where they want that one of the goals is to make this head coaching job a top five, top five paying job in the Horizon League. And I'm not 100% that this is going to be, that money is going to go to Wix yet? I don't know. I mean, when I saw the list of candidates they were, they were down to, um, I was laughing at Doug Gottlieb, as many were. Like, thank God we didn't go that route. Um, yeah, now we can go back to being an idiot on Twitter. <laughs> and from what I heard, um, part of his stipulation was that he refused to get rid of his show. So he was going to still be the, a head coach, is, is his plan, but continue to host his, you know, radio show, which I don't see how that's going to work. So you know what? Oh, cool. I'm so sad that that didn't work out. Glad that's nothing. Um, I, I admit I expected John Brandon to be the leading candidate when he I was really on did it. too, honestly. Um, yeah. I it seems that uh you know they couldn't get that done or you know from again from what i've heard sunny wicks was was their guy you know there was previous relationship there um 
between Josh Moon and Sonny Wicks, and they went and they got their guy. Because Wicks is actually a Northern State grad, so that's gonna that's something. You know, um, and I, while I don't necessarily, I'm not gonna pretend to you know know the catalog on uh, Sundance Wicks. That's not you know, I my knowledge is pretty good, but uh, I'm not gonna lie to you and say that I've you know researched and was all up on it. He he's been their guy. Visit, you you know what? Just go to YouTube. Just do a search on Sundance Wicks or Sunny Wicks or ju- bring the juice. Bring the juice, yeah. Bring the juice. You, you will learn all you need to know about that. Uh, you that will be a primer for Sundance Wicks. Um, so one of the things that I know, I, I because he does have ex- coaching uh, head coaching experience. It is at Division Two. Um, that worked out real he, well for Green Bay well, last time. So here is what I'm looking at. And because there was a, there was a, from what I understand, there was a, he was, he was at Missouri Western. And from what I understand, there was a significant jump in wins from the, his first year to his second year. And then he was offered the assistance job at Wyoming. Couple probably good. I mean, yeah, he is from Wyoming, so it's basically his home state. So I could see the, you know, home does have a certain appeal. And he, he's been there ever since until Green Bay. So as far as the, I mean, honestly, go for it, man. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean, since he's been hired, uh, he's, you know, brought the juice, for lack of a better word. He's trying to build, you know, excitement around Green Bay basketball. And it's what they needed, you know out there at the women's NIT WNIT game, you know, passing out sunglasses, you know, getting people excited for green Bay basketball and kind of rebuilding and, um, you know, advertising it a little bit and getting things going. And I mean, we all know I'm an, I'm an Oakland person first and foremost. And I see a lot of that kind of Greg campiness, you know, salesman behind it, you know, and there's something Indeed. to be said for it. And I, you know what? And I think that's something that the horizon league needs. I mean, wins or losses. Yes. That's that's great. I think obviously Green Bay has some serious work to do. <laughs> but and I, I mean, the, if you look, he's going to need more than a year. Let's let's just remember that. Like he he gets a little time. You know, it's funny we say that, and then you know, <laughs> it's funny we say that, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like we don't have Bart Lundy and Daniel Robinson as basic you know, as comparison. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Bart Lundy started with nothing. I mean, he really started. He started with Markeith Browning, Vin Baker Jr., and Moses Bull, and he had to create that team from the ground up. What the? I mean, what is Sun? Uh, what is Sonny Wicks gonna have? I think he's gonna have Brock Hefner and Cade Meyer, and that's probably about it. Well, who's he gonna bring from Wyoming with him? That's the first question. Excellent question. Go. Oh, um, yeah, never mind. I was gonna say, you know, Graham <laughs> Ek just entered the transfer portal. Heard that rumor. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that one's going to happen, but you know, you know, so he's going to, he's going to build a team. He's building the excitement. All right, Green Bay. Like let's, let's turn that around. That's, you know, and Green Bay is a place that desperately needs it. Just there's not a football team to compete with. It sounds like. So yeah, you know, I mean, even the, even the football they do compete with is the Green Bay Packers and half of them went to Green Bay and graduated from Green Bay anyway. So yeah. All and half of them just went to the New York Jets though. You know, go <laughs> Green Bay. But that is, I'm, yeah, it 
seems like there is a little bit more here than there was three years ago, I think. Um, I think specifically from a Green Bay fan standpoint, they they need this. They absolutely need this. They I mean they they just spent three years of watching Will Ryan do something that I'm not sure what he was doing, and I don't think you were sure either. I didn't like that hire from the get go. I admit that I didn't give him a chance. Well, I don't think any of us really like the. I mean, I don't think anybody really thought that. You know, I don't think anybody thought that Link Darner getting fired at the moment that he got fired was anything was a weird, it was a weird thing. You take a guy who's constantly, who's, uh, you take, you took that, you had a constant, you had a consistency, a consistency of winning. Now, did it work all the, did it get them to the NCAA tournament all the time? No, of course not. It only actually, it only did once, Um, even through, you know, through Kowalczyk, through, you know, Wardle through, you know, it took to link Darner to get to the uh, NCAA tournament again, especially when you consider that there were so many great players that came out of Green Bay, so many great Green Bay players. And I think this is, I, I think, and I like the fact that Wicks is actually tapping into that. I think he's ta- really tapped into the Green Bay kind of history and there is a history in green bay a very successful history and i think if he does if he's able to appeal to the uh, appeal to that group and then move out and kind of expand that and that translates into into recruits who buy into the program and he's able to do even if he doesn't do what say a bart lundy or daniel robinson did at least get a little better. I mean, you know, do get to a point where, you know, I'll, I'll take first year of Dennis Gates for them. Yeah. I mean, first game, first year of Dennis Gates with a four month head start. Here's the thing. I'm not, I'm personally not interested in breaking down green Bay's future endeavors. However, no, they have the coach in place and it's time to see, uh, you know, Hopefully this goes better than the last route because the last one wouldn't it? Yeah, I you know what I think it will. I say I that so and, you know yeah I'm gonna yeah Cole you know at Cole takes exposed when come on over here if I'm wrong. <laughs> right, but you know the the cool Green Green Bay trying to build and again the the league needs everybody to compete in these past couple of years IUPUI yes. and Green Bay didn't they, you know they they significantly brought up the bottom so hopefully we can get them back into the mix. There's a lot of parity in the league, but we need those two teams to compete more regularly. All right. Which brings us, of course, to the, you know, our our parity with uh, running up against um, postseason play. (laughs) Now, um, I did not like the I, I, I think I. I did not like that Northern Kentucky was a 16 seed, but that's where they ended up. Can't you know really what? Do Here's the thing. About that one. Yeah, it sucks. But at the same time, before anyone started, oh, see, let's keep you on. Yeah, the league sucks. And blah. that was the four seed from the league. Like, what do you want? Yeah, that was the league's fourth best team in theory. 
in theory, yes. We're going to get to like rankings. There's a, there's a reason that I'm reminding everybody that, you know, the, the league does rank its teams going into a tournament, yeah. the, the Horizon League tournament. That's important to things that other tournaments might consider. So considering that that was the fourth best team in the Horizon League, yeah, they probably were a 16 seed. Yeah. And it but sucks. They, at the same time, they sure as hell gave Houston a run for their money. They sure did. And Houston's a really good basketball team. Oh, for the reason yeah. They're still playing. So, you yeah. know what, Northern Kentucky? Nothing to be ashamed about. Absolutely not. Not. And I will I will be as bold to say that there will be a point where the Horizon a Horizon League team will actually win an NCAA tournament game again. And I will I believe that it's going to be Northern Kentucky who accomplishes this. I can't disagree with you again. I mean, I'm not a prognosticator necessarily, and I think that the league, you know, that there was a lot of parity, but Northern Kentucky has been incredibly consistent. Yeah. Since they joined the league. Can't take I mean, that away. And when you look at that game, that first round game, if Northern Kentucky, if if Northern Kentucky actually hits shots and they didn't a lot, if they hit a few more shots, they're in this game. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing to hang their head over, obviously. But yeah, it was not a very good shooting game for the North. That's for sure. Yeah. And again, I mean, some of that is Houston. Some of that is big stage, whatever, like whatever you want to say, it was a good matchup from the 16th seed. That is true. And, you know, they're in the, and honestly, they're, you know, Northern Kentucky is in the driver's seat for next season. They've got most of their guys coming back. Um, They will have to find a replacement for Chris Brandon. They'll have to find a replacement for Xavier Rhodes. But, you know, they got, yeah, they got, Oh yeah, absolutely. They got plenty of time. They got plenty of time and they're in the driver's seat. That's for sure. So there is Youngstown State who did host an NIT game against Oklahoma State. And they managed to not throw hot dogs or hamburgers at somebody. Now, you know what I'm going to say here? Not any of that, by the way. Um, but you know what I'm going to say about the game itself, right? You, you know where I'm going with this, Matt. Because you know, you know why I want you. You know what? You know why? You know specifically why Oklahoma State intrigued me. Why, Bob? It was Musa Sise. Yeah, well, you didn't get to see much of him that first half, did you? Oh, but you sure saw him in the second half. Yeah, turns out staying out of foul trouble is important, and when he's on the floor, he's pretty good at basketball. Oh yeah, that I can is... tell you firsthand. I got to watch him this year when they came to Oakland. He's pretty good at basketball. He is indeed. He is indeed. And that's the problem. Yeah. And and that was kind of their, and that was kind of their big, that was kind of Youngstown State's biggest issue going down the stretch of that game. Because when you got trees like Musa Cisse out there, you are going to have some problems, especially if you are guarding him with six, seven Malik Green. We, we don't see that kind of size on the Horizon League. We don't see, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. If we do, it's just kind of a rarity, and it's one of those project-type dudes. I was going to say, we might see the height, but not the skill set to go with the height. Yes, very true. We've seen that many, many, we've seen that many, many times. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they 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 played a great game. They really did have their best shot at winning. They didn't really have a good, they had a really good shot at winning that game. But at at the end of the day, it, it wasn't to be. 
which, by the way, is you know is is pretty much the Horizon League in a nutshell. They they also played a good game. They had nothing to be ashamed about and didn't win. All right, did, that is true. They did not. Good season, Youngstown State. I hope that you were able to rebuild and do it again when Jared Calhoun sticks around and all these things. And there's a lot. Youngstown's looking looking down the barrel of a uh, a major rebuild, though. Yeah. Um. Well, they could always win the portal again, which yeah. they did last year. Absolutely, and, and they're they're going to need to, but they can. Yeah, they're gonna need. They're definitely gonna need to. They're gonna need to. They're obviously gonna need to replace Adrian Nelson. They're gonna need to replace Malik Green and Bryce McBride. I'm still not 100% on Dwayne Cohill, though. I've given up trying to understand who can and can't. Like, I, I, I'll i just show up to the first game and who's ever on the floor, cool. Like, I've, I've given up this is my, trying this to is, track everything. Yeah, this is this is the hell that is my life now. This, this is I'm doing the senior tracker, so I'm the one who's got to figure out whether or not Dwayne Cohill is actually going to be here next year. Same thing with Brandon Rush, by the way. I do believe both of those. I know Brandon Rush, I do believe, has an extra year eligibility Dwayne Cohill, on the other hand, I think the red shirt thing is—I think he's done. Kind of a thing. I think he's done. I—I I feel like he is in the same situation as Garrett Covington and Craig Bodwan, who had redshirted their extra year but didn't get a waiver to then were able were approved to get that extra year whereas doing i i don't know how that whole dynamic works honestly like i and, said i'm done trying to even pretend that so i guess um, yeah so so i guess when no when november rolls around and you know we see youngstown state's uh rotation on the floor i guess we'll all be surprised exactly that's kind of how i'm approaching a lot of these things but again, I do. He, I think once again, I do. And speaking of seven footers, I think that uh, Junkstown State actually has a seven footer coming in. Is he a project? I don't know, but it's going to be interesting to watch. Can't he touch, right? Absolutely not. But yeah, I, I, I think you know. I think I, I. It, it seems to me that they're gonna, they're gonna all, they're gonna hit the portal again pretty hard. I think they're gonna right. hit the portal again. I think you're gonna see. I, I think you're gonna see. I also think you're gonna see Miles Hunter and John Lovelace uh, in the starting rotation next year. And don't forget, you get Shamar Rattan Mays back next year because I don't think he was still. I don't think he was really. Uh, I know he had come back, but I don't know if he was 100% or that Bryce McBride was, you know, doing what he was doing. But I, I do believe that Shamar Rattan Mays will be back next year to run point. So at least I got that going for him. Cool. Everything else. Yeah. Um. All right, so I, I guess we need to talk about Cleveland State again. <laughs> talk about the CBI, if you would. The CBI, and by the way, shout out to Nick Lawrenson for going down there and uh, you know doing a writing a story about the first round for us, which is awesome. Love Thanks, that. Nick. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and oof. Cleveland State. You know was what? A- let me let me do this. Let me do this, Bob. Yeah. A little programming here. Let's talk about who wasn't at the CBI super quick, get that out of the way, and then you can talk Cleveland State and Milwaukee. Oh, man. Let's just get it, let's just get it out of the way. There was Detroit one Mercy was, was not at the CBI. And they shouldn't have been. We, we mentioned, well, yes, Northern Kentucky should have been a 16 seed in the NCAA tournament. They were the fourth team in the Horizon League. You know what? The number nine team in the Horizon League probably shouldn't get a uh, postseason bid pretty anywhere. Sure they, I thought they were the A seed. I thought they were nine. Whatever. Well, it doesn't matter. No, they were the A seed because they hosted a game. Okay. They played the, num- the nine seed. 
I know you've been Sorry. saying that all day. Like, uh, uh, no, they played. They 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 were the eight seed. They played the nine seed. Uh, they played the nine seed Purdue for Wayne. And they beat four away. So oh, yeah, I had to look man. Okay. The the, the Oops. same same thing. The number eight seed in the Horizon League is not any better as far as you were five games under five hundred. You weren't a top team in the league. That's not a great league this season. It was okay, but it was not a great league. Um the CBI in the past has taken some sub five hundred teams. This isn't the past. The CBI um pool was all five hundred or better teams. They didn't need Detroit. They were never interested in Detroit, and I'm sorry, Detroit. You didn't get cheated, Antoine. And again, Antoine, I'm a big Antoine fan. You didn't get cheated, my friend. Yeah, it sucks that some of the LSU guys and SEC guys or whatever were kind of against Detroit because they didn't want the record. Who, I don't I care know about who all that. Who on earth was like emailing the CBI about this? Like, what kind of punk ass are you to do that? I mean, they they're gonna make their own decision on this one. They made the, they probably didn't make a decision outside of whatever influence, quote unquote, influence you had. They flirted. They talked. They didn't need Detroit. They had all 500 or better teams. They didn't need a a, a sub 500 team in in their tournament this year. Detroit That's Mercy. The story. Honestly, Detroit Mercy needed a couple of uh, Detroit Mercy needed a couple of other a uh, couple of teams to not make a uh, couple of other teams to uh, not make the NIT. Uh, they need a couple more teams in that group to make the NIT. So yeah, should have did that. But I well, mean, I today. Think I, I mean, they are. I mean, at, at you're right. At the end of the day, they were a sub 500 team. It was a it was a long shot at best for them to get into the CBI. Whatever outside influence was involved was it's just, silly, but whatever. It's, it's ridiculous and superfluous and just what are you doing with your life that you have to email the CBI and vehemently be against Antoine Davis being against the thing? It didn't matter. They weren't getting in. They there were just the numbers didn't add up for them. And that's it. You had nothing to do with it, guys. It had to do with what the CBI felt was the best field possible. And I don't part care of that who you was, are, dudes. And part of that best field was two Horizon League teams. Exactly. And I think because there were two Horizon League teams in there is – and, yeah, I think that was a big – I mean, that was that – had, that had to factor in. That had to factor in. Yeah, because they already I, had two Horizon League teams. I don't think you know, I, that was that was that had to factor in. And I think that that I think that played more of an influence than you know some keyboard warrior sending an email getting mad at the CBI for even thinking about it. Well, go ahead and tell us how did Cleveland State do in that? Uh, CBI? Uh, they they were fine. They were fine up until about four minutes ago, and then they ugh. they then scored they one won. point in overtime. They scored one point in overtime while Eastern Kentucky scored 17. That is not a good time. That is not for, a good extra for the frame. Final score to be what it was and realize that the game had to go to overtime to get there. Like, you're like, what What the hell just happened? Yeah, I believe I was saying that as well. Funny enough, both both uh, both of these ga- both of these CBI games went into overtime. Like, that makes for that's got to make for a long day. So. <laughs> So, so this is why I'm glad we had Nick down there because, yeah, he he did yeoman's work on that. Thanks Man. Again, yeah, Appreciate so uh, that. Cleveland State, they gave a good uh, good run there and uh, came up a little short in overtime, to put it a nicely. A little short, yeah. A little short. You know what? <clears throat> By again, the way, I'd like to – was... Do I get to point out the fact that once again, once again, Matt, had they hit the free throws they needed to hit, this wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, it's true. But like I started to say, Cleveland State is a team that many 
counted out from the get-go. Yeah. Just assuming that they needed a couple of years for uh, Robinson to build the team. And instead, they became a CBI team this season. They, did, they had a nice, very good season and something to build on going forward. Nothing Absolutely. to be ashamed of. Absolutely right. I mean, you got, I mean, you are, you are losing Spider. You are losing Deshaun Parker. You are losing uh, Yael Hill. But, I mean, Tristan Aruna is a star in this league. He is. Yeah. And I, he is going to be, uh, he is definitely going to be a major player next year. Just like he was this year, but probably more so. And I think I, I, I'd like to see a little bit more consistency out of Drew Louder. Because it's been kind of up and down with him. Also like to see more minutes for Jason Woodruff because when he's on the floor, he is on the floor. I mean, he is he does everything down there. I think he I, I wish he got I wish he had gotten more minutes this year. But anyway, and Tay Williams, you got to yeah, don't forget about Tay Williams too. That kid can jump out of the gym. Um he's a series he's his defense is just monstrous and I mean, whoever your best player is, chances are he's going to be on him. So, yeah, I I like what Cleveland I I like what Cleveland State's got bringing to the table next year. Um, need a point guard, obviously. Uh, probably need some more shooters. That would be helpful. Um, also, probably work on the free throws. That would be awesome. There's some work to do. There's some work, but I mean, for for what we, but like you said, for what we thought, what we thought was going to transpire for Cleveland State this year. I mean, I wasn't even that high on Cleveland State. I thought they were, honestly, I thought they were a 500 team at best, given what the league structure was like, what we thought it was like at the time. I'm happy to be incredibly wrong, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I mean, I own that wrong. Yeah. So, well, well, there is one team that did win in the CBI, at least one game. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We still have one more team to talk about. That's Do right. We, we have we have Milwaukee. We have Milwaukee. So, Milwaukee, of course, um, they beat Stetson. They also needed overtime to beat Stetson. And then, and then they ended up losing in the second round to Charlotte. And I'm a little confused about that. Because this is the same Charlotte team that lost to Detroit Mercy. Very confused about that. Wildly inconsistent at best. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably. Probably also doesn't help that. uh, Probably also helped that didn't help that uh, B.J. Freeman scores 43 in the first round and then only 15 in the second. He willed them in that first game. Yeah, I mean that was. Yeah, that was the the stats coming out from BJ Freeman in that first round game are absolutely insane. He scores 43 points, which not only is a career record, but it's a CBI record. He scored 20 out of 22 from the line. 20 out of 22. Damn. Putting in the work. Putting in the work. I think at the end, yeah, I, I mean, just looking at just looking at it day one and day two, I think they just kind of ran out of gas. They, yeah. I mean, when you when you and I, I guess the bigger problem is that the bigger problem that Milwaukee had is they it, it just seemed like they were search in that 
Charlotte game, they were searching for that go-to guy, and it just, they weren't able to, they, yeah, it, it just, it didn't click. It happens that way, obviously. You know, again, I, I, I said all season, personally, Milwaukee never passed the eyeball test for me, yet they continued to win, so what do I know with my eyes? I admit that, but, you know, they just, they, they played. You and your lion eyes. <laughs> they, they played like Milwaukee plays. They were a little bit inconsistent, and it caught them in the end. No problem oh, with that. One, by the way, one note about the Stetson game. Uh, you know who's on the Stetson ge- roster right now? Someone from Cleveland State, I'm sure. Alec Oglesby. There it is. <laughs> this is team number three for him. Um, and they chose Stetson. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, incidentally, Stetson, who is one of those teams that's never made the tournament, by the way. Well, Yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, I think the big thing for Milwaukee is they got B.J. Freeman coming back. And like Tristan and Aruna, B.J. Freeman is going to be a monster next year. So, yeah, I like what they're doing there. I mean, they, I think one of the things that they do, yeah, I, one of the things they're obviously going to have to address is Ahmad Rand's not going to be there anymore. Um. But I, I mean, by and large, I, they pretty much have their core coming back. You know, Elijah Elijah Jaminson is a freshman. You know, and you also get Kentrell Pullian and Marquise Browning in it for another year. So, yeah, Bart Lundy's got a lot more to work with than he did when he walked in the door. And I think they also didn't they? Yeah, they just uh, they they just got a commit from that one dude, uh, uh, Lyric Davis, I believe his name is. From Tennessee State, I should know this because Ryan League really going for the all name team next year. I know, really is. But yeah, I think um, so. They got that guy. He's a six seven guy. Jumps out of the gym. Sound familiar? Yeah, Horizon Leaguey. A little Horizon Leaguey. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Um, yeah, I mean we're it's funny because we've entered the we we've entered the end and the end of the season just ended so to me it ended so quickly. Like I had a spate of games from Wednesday all the way to Monday night and then and now it's over. And now it's over over. Like over it's like really over. I mean it's yeah, I mean, you know, we basically, you know, all you have left is who's coming in and out of the transfer portal. That's pretty much it. And we're not getting into the portal right now, terribly, oh. are we? That's like a whole different all, all, episode. All I, all I know is, uh, all I know is, um, Oakland hit the over. Oakland hit the over, but they also had a lot of players that probably needed to go for their own sake, for Oakland's sake, for everything. So you know, they they do things a little different there. Well, I mean, it, it, I mean, realistically, the folks who left the portal, only they one have, of them played think, a, even a little bit. No, not all. I think, yeah. And here's the other thing too that I'm noticing as well, and this is kind of weird, because um, I've seen, because I've seen the same thing with a couple of other players that have entered the transfer for uh, transfer portal from the Horizon League game. They're post, they're 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 posting up, um, you know, videos on Twitter, but a lot of them are just them in practice. Practice players, probably yeah. not Division One players. Maybe I mean, I'm like, you don't have any other game tape besides that. We'll find out. We'll find out where they transfer. That's what you have to watch for. 
You know, I guess. I mean, Daniel, Daniel Oladapo looked like a Euro player waiting to happen, and two transfers later, he doesn't exist in basketball. Be careful. That's true. Where did he end up again? I mean, he's North, into a, Carol, I, North Carolina State, I think. Or North no, Carolina, not, not, North not Carolina, NC State. North, what is it? North Carolina Central. Yeah, there you go. That one. Ah, yes, that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he was with Lavelle Coming Mo- off the bench. Really? Minimal, minimal minutes there. How on? Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's one of those crazy things where you're like, okay. Um, and, yeah, I'm like, hmm. That's kind of interesting. I mean, again, the the transfer portal is a crapshoot, as we have seen on many. It actually is more of a crapshoot outgoing than incoming. It really is. I mean, look at the look. I mean, you you talk about Dan Oladapo. Look at the two major names that we had come out of. You know, two of the two of the major names that came out of the transfer portal last year, Kamari McGee and Tanner Holden. I don't remember seeing Tanner Holden except for that one buzzer beater. And I don't think I saw Kamari McGee at all. I forgot about Kamari McGee. I exactly. Who he, I don't know where he went. I don't know if he played he went to Wisconsin. Year. Did he play? He, I, it doesn't seem like it. I know Tanner Holden was getting like minimized reserve kind of minutes. I, I remember seeing that, but I forgot Kamari McGee was a thing. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he 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 kind of disappeared on the Wisconsin bench. So, I mean, but when you look at most of the players that are coming out now, there is actually one that, I don't know, there's Enoch Cheeks. I don't know but about some that of it, one. Some of it's about finding your fit. I guess. But no, I mean, by and large, I mean, looking at, I think what we're going to see coming in, as we've seen in years past, it's weird. We've had, you know, you've heard Greg Campy talk about it. You know, we've heard a lot of guys talk about, you know, the transfer portal and what it means and what it's evolved into over the course of the past five or six years. And some guys can work with it. Some guys can cannot. I guess well, we're going to find out once again who can work it and who can't in the offseason. The thing that we're also seeing a lot with the transfer portal that existed before the portal but was never as prevalent as it is now is those scholarships are one-year contracts, essentially. Yeah. They're year-to-year. And there's players getting run off that maybe in the past would have stuck around for four years and gotten a degree that are getting run off because the team also has an opportunity to upgrade. So, yeah, there might be a lot of turnover, but it's, you know, turnover of, well, why don't we have the depth? Because they're not Division One players. Well, why don't way, we have I, Division One players? Uh, you by know, the way, like, um, not, not, to, not to sidetrack you or anything, but every time you make that, I, every time you make that, uh, make that voice, it feels like we're being attacked by a character from Sesame Street. Yeah, I mean, it's similar. I, it's I, like, I can actually it's go. It's like Oscar the Grouch is coming for our neck or something. I can go full on Cookie Monster, but we'll do that at a different time. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, that's it. It's, but yeah, you are correct. And so, you know what? These teams are are building, and you kind of have to just every year's different, and that's that sucks for a fan. Like you can't really fall in love with players the way I think you used to, and that sucks because that's some of the charm of college basketball. But you know what? It's where the game's at right now. You're not going to have very many four or five year players. No, that's true. Of course, Oakland, Oakland personally has one right now, but again, there was a huge tie that existed for them to show up there. Otherwise, they wouldn't be, you know. And, it's and trade funny because I mean, it's funny because the one guy 
I did. The funny part is that the one guy that we did never expected to stay all five years, Spider Johnson. Yeah, dude. Like I talked to his mom at the tournament. I think I told this story, and I told her like I give him a lot of credit for going oh, through yeah. three coaches and stick sticking there when people were sending messages and beating down doors trying to get to him. And to stick out the way he did, I think says a lot about him as a human, and I think it's really cool. I mean. He was in the portal. He, in 2019, he was in the portal. He was headed out the door. And yeah, one, one conversation with Dennis Gates later, I'm sure it was multiple, but, and I mean, yeah. Easy to see why I play for Dennis Gates. Hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially the way, you know, the way things went for uh, Missouri, well, Princeton notwithstanding. Yeah, hey, but, you know what? It's still a good turn for Missouri, but but yeah, it's it, I was I was happy to see I I was really happy to see Spider stay the whole time and and he was really the foundation. It was it's funny because he is what ironically he is actually what Cash Thomas was prior to him because Cash Thomas went from Cash Thomas went from. Uh, Gary Waters to Dennis Felton to Dennis Gates in his last year. And it's funny because Spider was the same, did the exact same thing. Um, it's weird. It's happening. It's weird. It's a, that happens at Cleveland state, which I mean, let's face it for years was, you know, was, you couldn't get key people in the door. They were wrecked by the portal before the portal was even a thing. That's true. But now they, you know, it seems like they're, you know, they're working. The, I mean, they're working the portal. They're working. Watch this. They're, Watch they're this. Look- I'm going to say, I'm going to say a name and I want, I want your immediate reaction. No holding yeah. back. Ready? Bryn Forbes. Oh man. Woo. You know, like Woo. <laughs> just chills to Cleveland state fan. So, you know what? We, here we are. We've gone from sunny wicks to tournaments to all the way down to portal and Bryn Forbes. That's an episode, man. Like uh, what, what more do you want? Did you really want? Oh man. Um. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna leave uh, you on that taste in your mouth. Thank you. That I appreciate that. Um. That's awesome. By the way, people still call it, say he was went to Cleveland State, even though he spent two years at Michigan State, and we own that. <laughs> we own that. <laughs> that's on us, guys. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He, yeah, he was kind of like patient zero for kind of Cleveland State's uh, transfer portal things. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was that was it. But but then we go to Spider Johnson, who's been there the entire time. And he, again, it's and you know why and and you know why go Trago Million and Demoy Hodge and to lesser extent, you know, you know why the guys from Cleveland State followed Dennis Gates there and had spots there, you know, in Missouri. And there was a reason for that. It was, you know, their their abilities kind of beyond the court. And I, I they their their overall love for the guy. And so I do not I will never fault any of them for following Dennis Gates. Damn it, I would have done the same thing. In fact, maybe some Cleveland State fans actually did that. Maybe. <laughs> Hi, Phil. Look, Bob, here's the thing. <laughs> this season's done. Yes. It's, let the games begin. It's off season. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that's going to wrap it up. 
Um, at some point in time, we're going to get Sunday and Sunny Wicks on the podcast. I know that is going to be a conversation of conversations. Um, you know what? We're taking next week off, damn it. I was going to say, unless that. we get Sunny Wicks on, I'm, I'm taking a break, man. It's off season. I'm not going full Mark Adams break, but like, I'm on a break, man. Unless, unless all right. Well, you know what? I will. I will. I will. I'll drag. I'll. I'll drag John into the vo- John Parker in the Boytex. I can do that. <laughs> we, we deserve a break as Horizon Roundtable because unless something's happening, happening, you can catch us on Twitter. You can catch us places. You don't need to hear from us every week for for a minute. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. Although, although I I gotta say, like, yeah, yeah we could probably, yeah, I, I know we'll figure it out. You know where to find us, HorizonRoundtable.com. Exactly. Exactly. So that's where all the podcasts and where all our articles are. Um, we're going to be doing postseason wrap-ups all over the place, so stay tuned for that. Um, you can obviously find us wherever podcasts are found. You can, of course, find us where uh, you can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So happy season ending, Matt. And Happy season uh, ending, Bob. Until next time, um, whenever that may be, probably – The next voice you'll hear is Sonny Wicks, probably. Until then, thank you all for listening.